Welcome everyone to the Blast From Cast From, the music history podcast. My name is Walter Kaup. My co-hosts, I'm going to introduce very, very shortly, in fact, in a matter of seconds, uh, Tom Dickenhauer and Tim Castlewood Sports. Tom, first of all, I have a question for you. That's me. Hello. Yes. Tom Dickenhauer, voice of an angel, backside of a demon. Well, my question for you is, uh, do you recall which beetle had the nicest teeth? George Harrison, surely. No, wait, no. Ringo Starr. Wait, the other guy. The, the other guy is either Paul McCartney or John Lennon. Um, one, one of them did. Who was it? Uh, I don't know. So this is one. Uh, uh, do you recall? Hey, wait a minute. A do your research. You do call you yourself a journalist? This is, this is my question for you. Do you recall? If you I were to guess, who would you guess? I think because he looked the most like a normal human being. I think George Harrison's surely got the most normal teeth. Think about it. Early 60s teeth hygiene was different than it is now. I encourage the listener to look at a picture of the Beatles' teeth and come to their own conclusions. And, uh, and Tim, uh, my question for you. What do you make of all this? Yes, me. Every, every time, these questions, I don't have an answer. <laughs> what do I make of all this? All of I this. Think I think it's deeply concerning. What do you, what do you make of this? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't handle that. <laughs> well, tell you what we're going to make of something, um, and that is the year 2022. So each year, we give the, the year a bit of space to breathe, uh, a bit of time to kick up a bit of a stink, um, and then we review how that year went. Uh, the general news and events, but also more importantly, because it's a music podcast, we take a look at the music happenings of that particular year. So if you cast your mind back a few months to the year 2022, if you're willing to do that, we'll blast back there right now. Are you ready to enter the blast ship? <laughs> enter Jeez. the blast ship. <laughs> we used to time swim, but it doesn't seem, that seems a short distance to swim. Why are we in a blast ship now? <laughs> So just get rid of the boat. We'll get rid of the boat. We're going in the blast ship, which is just a cardboard box that all three of us can fit into, metaphorically, of course. Um, and then we set fire to that box and blast <laughs> off to the year 2022. I figured out time travel. <laughs> so the big one, the big deal of uh, the year 2022 was, of course, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And if you didn't know about this already, that's understandable since Vladimir Zelensky was not invited to the Oscars. He wasn't um, invited to the Oscars. He wasn't invited to the Oscars. So Now that's so, a slap in the face. So uh, Amy Schumer, round about this time um, when you know it was all kicking, it was all picking up steam, she suggested that he, that Vladimir Zelensky was invited to the Oscars. So she was interviewed by Drew Barrymore. So Amy Schumer in this interview suggested that because, you know, there's so many eyes on the Oscars, um, that it would be a good opportunity for him to appear on there because of all the eyes that are there. And that would get, more, I guess, presumably more attention on this catastrophic worldwide, widely known event. But good on, good on Amy for offering to have him either come, either be... Um, it's about time someone stepped up. Any comments on that uh, display of... Just obliviousness to the, the the normal, you know, life and the world, the goings on, and that everything revolves around Hollywood and the Oscars. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm getting my news here, but variety. I was just because I, I was frantically googling there. I was like, this can't have been real. But uh, Oscars reject Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's bid to appear on telecast for the second time. So twice, but it's that they snubbed him. Yes. I hadn't heard that. I just heard Very that, um, sources. that uh, Schumer had thought that um, there'd be more people that'd be able to see, you know, what's going on in Ukraine, this little known event, um, if he was at the Oscars. Well, apparently the Oscars snubbed it because, I, I, I don't know, they were saying that this uh, they, they nixed his appearance, apparently. This is all from website Variety, but uh, I, I had it all wrong. I thought it was some sort of, uh, he gave them the, uh, the shaky hand of, don't be so ridiculous, but... Uh, Apparently it was the other way around. That's incredible. 
But that, there's conflicting reports. Like, this could be a whole AI website. You know what I mean? <laughs> they could be. Well, speaking of uh, Zelensky and the Oscars, um, Sean Penn, he went over there. I think he was filming some sort of documentary. He actually had a meeting uh, with Zelensky. This has been filmed. You'll hopefully have seen the video. Holy smokes. And he got, he got the Ukrainian Order of Merit in return. Sean Penn saving the earth. Uh, and in the fight for Ukraine, a small golden statue is going to turn the tide. And luckily, in return, he gets a, what was it, the Order of Merit badge or something from the people of Ukraine. So thank you, Sean Penn. I thank you for your service. He's ripped. Are you- <laughs> <laughs> he does look like a kind of ex-boxer. He's just absolutely like up for one more fight. Yeah. What an, what an, odd, what an odd thing that just happened to the back. I mean... I guess because I, I what is I really... he doing? What what was the what was the thought process here? Uh, what, what did he wake up one day and just like right? I know I gotta I know do what something. Do. <laughs> what would do you, do you know the exact was it for the the Harvey Milk or was which which Oscar was he given over or is he how many has Sean got? Is this his one and only? Oh, that's a very good question. He probably has multiple. How many? Let's let's have a quick look there. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Penn. Because it's like, does he get Oscars? <laughs> this was like a, a one for a voiceover. <laughs> Best special effects of something that he produced. <laughs> so. Participation Oscar. He ha- he does ha- so he has two so oh. um, he's he's oh. still got one unless he's given that away to oh, somebody man. else. Um, the guy delivered his pizza. You've delivered this pizza, and I want to be part of the fight for the next delivery. One for Mystic River, and the other for Milk, as you'd said there. Okay. Big years. Well, don't cry over was it He's the milk or the so- river? <laughs> Key question. I think in some ways this is maybe makes more sense than it appears to on the face of it. It's because it's quite yeah, an get- important thing for him, isn't it? So he's he's like leaving something in like that he's very proud of with this person as a kind of gesture. It's it's almost like tribal in a, in some ways, I suppose. But-, but but like the host there was saying, was it Sean Penn just got up one day? It was like so roused out of his like gotta do something, got on a plane and. Someone had to get in contact with uh, Zelensky. It was like, um, Sean Penn's coming to see you. And he's like, who? And someone has to show him uh, Carlitos Way or, or, or Mystic River. And he's like, oh, the actor. Um, and uh, he's got a surprise for you as well. He's like, well, it, it, there is a war going on. But yes, I'll meet with him uh, with cameras <laughs> to get the message out there that there's a war going on. Uh, and luckily, Sean came prepared for battle, as you said, uh, Tim. He's, uh, he was jacked you know, in, a, in the only way Sean Penn can be at that size. He's got a kind of Mel Gibson... Slightly more sinewy Tom Cruise physique, but I think if it came to a scuffle, he could handle himself in a kind of general bar in sort of North Stoke. I, I was think he'd give a pretty good account of himself, yeah. I was wondering about that. So there's kind of a sinewy, um, you know, physique that you can get in your. Something, something I'm going to have to think about. <laughs> how am I going to reach? Because he he was never known for that. And then can you suddenly turn things around and just be like sort of a sandpaper, muscular sandpaper looking type how person? S- Soon into the war was this? Because was was this also maybe Sean getting ready for any role? Did he actually think they might offer him and he could be like, no, I couldn't possibly. And they could compliment him by going, you look ready. Was it that kind of thing? Was it vanity or did it just happen to be the, the meeting of the ships? So the my understanding is that he was, he was film, he was already filming a documentary about the Crimea thing. And then, you know, this is obviously more stuff for him to film. Uh, but that, that's, again... Great journalism here. Just a fleeting glance at this. Some of the information before we talk about it in depth. Just one more bit of speculation was: had the the Oscars have snubbed him twice? Is that right? Zelinsky, apparently, according to Variety, I'm getting my sources from them. Because it would make a lot more sense if he was saying, "I think that was terrible that you got snubbed by the way of this organization. I'm kind of a part of, and therefore here." Like, I'm filming in your country, you're letting me do this documentary or whatever. There's my Oscar, that's what I think of it. I would have had you on, sort of thing. Like, although he's maybe not willing to come right out and say that in case they stop inviting him. Zelensky was a comedic actor prior to his presidency. Um, Perhaps actors feel a a kinship uh, with him. Yeah, you should have given him both. That would have been weird, wouldn't it? To double... Yeah, Two, so it, slam them down with both sinewy arms. Different video, isn't it? Here are all my Oscars and uh, the rights to future Oscars, if there are any. Yeah, <laughs> that was somebody 
going over there and doing something, no matter how bizarre. Um, but there were other actors uh, slash wrestlers. So John Cena in February 2022, not long after this all broke out, summoning a tweet or delivering a tweet. How, what do you What do you do? Type it out. I don't know. You type a tweet. Oh, we're so old. <laughs> he. Pre- <laughs> He produced a tweet. I think I'm using the word summon because he <laughs> used the word summon here. I'm Pull looking up. at that word. Get out of this nosedive. Yeah. But, so John Cena in a tweet said, uh, if I could somehow summon the powers of a real life hashtag peacemaker, uh, I would think this would be a great time to do so. But I can only summon a tweet. But it's the hashtag peacemaker, I think, is the kicker there. So he's obviously very recently had this show being released and the aspersion... Is that the word? Is that a word? That is a word, isn't it? Aspersion. Yeah. Is he like doing the version of what Hulk Hogan did with the Iraq War? Like we're gonna we're gonna get Saddam Hussein, and then they brought the Iron Sheik as some sort of colonel. Didn't seem to be hugely well received. He hasn't taken down the tweet, incidentally. He was obviously standing by it. But yeah, just the hashtag no, my be. new TV show. Um, I know there's a Ukraine war going on, yeah. and but if if hashtag my TV show I could do something, then hashtag I would. Well, I mean, 2022 is only like the getting worse of the last you know six yeah. seven years of. We're just in a downward spiral of um, nobody has a clue what actually happens nowadays or how to act as a, a sort of polite person. This is not the year to talk about it. We didn't really talk about this. This happened in 2021. John Cena did Oh, the apology. Oh, no. Social media thing. <laughs> don't, don't, don't bring him down again. The don't bring him down again. He's had enough he's, um, yeah. about that. I mean, when you humble yourself more than any man can humble themselves for, um, you know, I mean, let's not get into it because maybe we'll, get, uh, we'll have to do a John Cena and apologize. What I don't understand, just to, to harp on that, um, I mean, the, the apology aside, if you're going to do a video, do you have to do it, you know, 30 seconds after you woke up? How, what's the <laughs> what's the deal with that crumple face? It's the impatience of, I need my message out there. Now, a lot of the celebrities, I mean, what was that at the start of the pandemic? Remember the Imagine video? I mean, and that brought it to, like, luckily, I mean, in this day and age, social media has actually shown how stupid celebrities are, and I'm kind of glad for that, but... Then again, they're there nonstop, but there is that kind of, it's a call to action because I've seen so much. I'm going to use my platform. Um, it's almost like a sitcom sketch uh, or anything. It's just like so stupid and parody at this point. But here we are, uh, still in 14 months in a war. And yeah, I guess we need to, we need more John Cena tweets to take down Vladimir Putin. Um, this is quite a significant year. Um, I think you would agree. Queen Elizabeth II celebrated her platinum jubilee. This is 70 years as the monarch of the United Kingdom and Great Britain and all that. And died later that year. The two things are unrelated. The timing of the, the Queen's death, and as sad though, though it was, you know, not, nobody likes to uh, make light of that. She obviously served her country, whatever that meant, we, whether you, you believe in the, the royal family or not. But it was at the they time... Like, exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like what I mean is that it came at the time when it was literally like cost of living crisis and money tight. It's like... Uh, state funeral guys and all the money's going to all this and it's like oh what an indifference i've got it doesn't matter who you are you're like oh man that's uh okay there's a couple more horses than there should be could we have cut back on maybe some streamers uh that's all i did when i was watching i was doing an accounting while i was watching the whole thing but, but yeah i think this could have been the equivalent of um somebody's leaving doing an office just to save uh, a few quid is, is kind of what you're driving at is it just maybe a few muffins uh, bring your own coffee um, After firing them because there's not enough money to keep them on. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was probably happening um, nationwide at the time uh, as well. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, not heads of state, is that the right terminology? But um, leaders of countries, uh, we had quite the turnover last year in the United Kingdom here. Um, three prime ministers in two months. So at some point over the summer, Boris very reluctantly gave up the leadership of the country because of the various scandals to do with having a right old time during the lockdown and was replaced by a very historic prime minister, Liz Truss. I took a long weekend and actually missed her entire term. So The irony of her name as well, it almost sounded like trust. I mean, nobody trusted her judgment or leadership. So is that maybe it was just... Who do you trust? Like, yeah, but is it like it would be like having some sort of leader called uh, General Fail or something like that? I don't know. Um, Valley. Martha Success uh, oh. would maybe be the... <laughs> Ma'am, I'll follow you to whatever. But yeah, the Boris's drawn-out resignation lasted longer than her entire term in the office. And then we're on to Rishi Sunak next. So yeah, that all took place in a short period of time. It was rather disastrous for the entire country. Um, hmm. And what are we going to do about it now, huh? <laughs> yeah, we're all kind of even tired of moaning about 
the conservatives now. Speak for yourself. That's, it's it's a, well, yeah, it, it, but it's quite an interesting strategy. It's just to be so consistently terrible that people actually can't summon the energy to fatigue. even moan anymore. Despair fatigue. Yeah, is that what <laughs> it's a great time to be alive. <laughs> you know, we're just dealing with despair fatigue, and you know, I just can't help but complain about that. Um, Once I became numb, life uh, became easier again. Yeah. Any other things that you picked up from researching uh, or remembering back from the, the previous year? Oh, yes. Because also what Wikipedia tells me is that Top Gun Maverick was quite a successful film last year. Uh, surprise hit, grossing, I think, over $1 billion worldwide. And that, was, that kind of summed up like we were talking about the uh, getting tired of complaining. That was a film that kind of said, oh, yeah, let's just go to the movies and not worry about every other thing before we enter it. It just came out. Like, Top Gun Maverick was the taking a good <laughs> of the movies. And it was like, you don't know what to expect. It was like a clean wipe at the end, and you walked out, and your day was fine afterwards. I mean, that was just perfect. There was no, there was no residue. Do you know what I mean? That's what it was. Believe you have a career in movie reviews. That <laughs> yeah, is quite, quite evocative. Sexy Toms takes on television. Wait, it's movies. <laughs> I've got to get retired. <laughs> it was good while it lasted. Yeah, um, relegated already. Nothing else from pop culture apart from uh, the the television show, the long running television show Neighbors, ended uh, last uh, in in twenty twenty two, and promptly was earmarked for resurrection. I think a few weeks later after its last episode. Uh, any fond memories of uh, Neighbors? Or because it's back, we, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Forget. It. Wait, it's back. Yeah, so they've... Um, Wait, so it went away and then people get interested and they were like, oh, we're still a hit. This is like Krusty the Clown levels of ridiculousness. Yeah, so I think it's back on one of the streaming services potentially. Um, I think it might be Amazon, in fact. Um, because nothing, that's all. They're constantly looking for content on these things. They're just... You can imagine um, Home and Away going, right, that worked for them. Let's do it. Imagine the risk. <laughs> like, Home and Away is forever away. The same thing didn't happen for uh, Hannibal or uh, for Patriot or a few other no, shows. No, can... we need more neighbors, less of the actual creative shows. It's like, hmm, that's... It's like when you find out that, like, a show called Mom has, like, six seasons and then, like you're saying there, there's, like, Mindhunter, Hannibal, Deadwood got cancelled, things like this. You're kind of thinking, what is happening right now? But then, who are we? They should, um, I think that they should kind of cancel them in an encore kind of way. Like, one more song sort of thing. And then they're like, right, okay, fund another season. But it's keeping them on edge. And so they don't get the Game of Thrones um, syndrome, where it's just pad, pad, pad. Yeah, there was, God, what was something I was watching recently. Oh, I mean, Handmaid's Tale. I've been watching that. That's got a good deal of padding in it. I think the premise is a very strong one but the premise doesn't bear multiple seasons in my opinion at least yeah they should keep them on the threat of like try and get a lot of good stuff out this season because it might be your last good luck you know leave it at that and then it'll keep it all quite tight because yeah mindhunter was mentioned there and it was a slow build-up but it wasn't padded it was necessarily slow and very disappointing to be cancelled at the point it was. Although what's quite funny is that South Park had its 25th anniversary last year as well, and the fact, the fact that that's still going is quite a weird thing. I mean, The Simpsons is still going, but that's like a... Yeah, um, I mean, there's obviously a difference between South Park and The Simpsons in that um, Simpsons has like a turnover of different writers, whereas South Park's the same two guys, and, well, in my humble opinion, is still quite funny, and I'd be sad if that went, I think. The original Simpsons is like Norman Bates's mum. Dead? So, well, spoiler alert. She, she was oh, alive right, okay. at I, some that point. Took, that was a real thinker. That was a thinker. <laughs> that was a thinker. Oh, I, I'm with oh. you now, though. I'm with you now. Wow. Make me look like an idiot. Um, and the current Simpsons is Norman Bates's mum as well, but um, obviously in her decomposed state. <laughs> Just yeah, to explain I, that joke. Some of these jokes have to be explained. Just oh, see where the no. blast from. <laughs> Couple of losers, well, me especially. <laughs> what? Norman Bates' um, dead mother ruining the film for people. Seen it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, reverse spoiler alert. Um, Enjoy Psycho, everyone. <laughs> we'll maybe put in the show notes before people uh, listen to this episode. If you have not seen Psycho bef- uh, before, watch it before you listen to this episode, just to discourage people, <laughs> even more people from listening to the episode. Um, 
Tim, did you have anything you wanted to bring up? <laughs> um, is it pop culture or just general things that anything happened that in... happened in the year twenty twenty two is up for discussion here? I mean, we are a music podcast, but anything e... well, go, get to the music soon. Elon Musk purchased Twitter. Was that in two thousand twenty two? It was apparently. Must have been right at the end. The fallout was kind of uh, bleeding it, over this year, but yeah, it, I think it was. It was tail end of twenty twenty two. Forty four billion. He did it in October, apparently. I don't really understand Twitter, but I did know that there was a blue tick thing, which meant you were a verified account. And it sounds like that was taken away, which seemed like an, a really odd decision, because I think there's quite a lot of people masquerade as uh, famous folk and then speak to people and basically get money out of them somehow or uh, do other things. So that did seem like a weird one. Uh, maybe one of you can explain that one well, to me I if think you know more he about wants, it. Well, being a businessman, I think he weirdly wanted to turn Twitter into some sort of business by having he could pay to have that blue tick. So that was the new thing. like Because he, he wasn't really buying anything. I suppose you could advertise and all these kind of things. But I think in a stupid sort of change of strategies, it was like, oh, if you pay, like you get that blue tick as a verified account, which, like you're saying, it could be used in the wrong ways. But yeah. See, and, and people told me he wasn't a cool guy. <laughs> oh, you like that? No, I, I don't think it's like a fantastic thing you could buy. Maybe it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. I would have just thought there was it was already in place um, yeah. and probably quite well administered. So, you know. It was quite a funny thing as well because obviously all these celebrities got their like status symbol taken away and it was a spitting out the dummy. And rather than being like, oh, we'll go just use something else, uh, there was a very much like a lot of people who complained on Twitter about Twitter to Elon Musk and he's like kicking them off and stuff. It's like, I can't believe this is this is comedy gold. This is fantastic. Well, final piece of the news was obviously launch of Chat GPT in November 2022, which Sarah Connor failed to stop. Uh, unfortunately, and <laughs> this is obviously going to have some consequences. This already kind of influencing a variety of things, from research to misinformation to uh, misuse to. Um, yeah, the whole artificial intelligence thing is obviously not a 2022 thing. It's been happening for years and years. But this, I think this particular moment where that chatbot was created for whatever reason, um, I've never actually used it myself yet. Has anyone has anyone actually used it? No fate, but what we make. Uh, no, I've not used any of this kind of stuff. I, I luckily keep away from this, but perhaps Tim has... has is this even really Tim? <laughs> is that you, Tim, or is that Twam? No, I've, I've, I, I don't really want to go near it. Although I, th it's kind of curious to me, but then I also think it's just like um, abhorrent. <laughs> so I kind of don't go near it. I've got a newfound respect for um, Terminator, though, because they called it Skynet, and there's a thing with Greek mythology was Kronos, I think, was Zeus's father. If I get the names wrong, forgive me, but Zeus's father killed all of the children that his wife gave him because there was a prophecy that the child was going to um, take over from him. And he ended up becoming like the sky, I think. And then so Zeus had to be raised in between the heaven and the earth so that he was undetected. But that would be, the sky would be like Skynet. And um, Zeus would be like John Connor in some ways. So I just thinking about that earlier and how there's extra, there's always extra layers in really good films. Um... It's been God, a while I, since... I, I could have listened to that for hours, but I was, I, I was listening like I was listening to my own podcast, just like, really? Zeus beneath the earth? Wow, keep going. <laughs> but yeah, extra layer of enjoyment to the, uh, to the names and stuff like Skynet. But no, I haven't, I haven't used uh, ChatGPT. I've been slightly curious about it, but um, to me, I don't know if it's as powerful as what you know, we're kind of worried that it might be right now. And it's it seems a little bit like um, it's for people who can't be bothered researching and are all right with kind of having to do a bit of digital tipex. This is this year, but someone had uh, last year people were creating AI images, and it was quite kind of it was kind of freaky and a bit amusing to see how detailed it could do, like things like photographs and things like that. But it would always make weird fingers, or there'd be like a melted eye, or there'd be blood somewhere yeah. <laughs> that it shouldn't be. Um, and it's like there, but it's not quite there. And then I think with the research side of it, it's always needing tuned. And I'm sure we'll speak about that soon. 
I think what scares people is what is actually possible um and probably for a variety of the reasons there's obviously ways that your your image can be misused yeah framing people for all, like here's the video of when this person did that or whatever and then it's just misinformation is the most worrying thing at the moment is highly how would you put this like the there's fake articles and things like that again coming out this year but like um yeah while we're on the subject i think disinformation and uh, strategies for disinformation are definitely things that it's capable of already and that's like really concerning and what i was a little bit concerned about was like how long has it been um at the stage it's at before we as the you know the the general population have been allowed to see it yeah Um, because usually these things are developed underground by rather powerful people for some time and then it's allowed out so yeah what's been happening (laughs) in there for all this time what have you guys been doing because there's been some stuff going on (laughs) you know uh not great stuff for most people so uh has you know i think there's a bit of a concern that uh it's maybe been used nefariously already and uh we are already on it you know there's a script which is basically being played out i mean one outcome, I suppose, is this is actually the internet, if it was a sauce, it's actually split now and it's it's unusable. It's it's actually inedible. So it might just be the end of the internet. There might not be a, a web 3.0. We're going to now talk about the music part of the part. part. We'll oh, move. Hey, wait a minute. He's got funny eyes and there's blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to the music portion of the music podcast, if, if you're willing to do that. Um, we'll talk about, but we'll continue the AI discussion, of course. So FN Mika, I believe that's oh. how you pronounce it. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, the first AI generated rapper to sign to a major label. So I don't know whether that means it's not the first <laughs> AI generated rapper, but just rather. Um, also, what does so, that mean? Like, how did it get a pen out? And... Well, <laughs> same as. Uh, <laughs> you got it, kid. Same you as got the stuff. Curtis Blow was the first, you know, human rapper to sign to a label. This is the, the Curtis Blow of uh, AI rappers, apparently. Um, but yeah, don't... Wait, it's all it's all making sense now. Stereo, you. That's not even a word. <laughs> even back the, then, is that the sixth finger of, of rhyming? So yeah, any did you have a chance to check out the works of FN Mika and any comments uh, therein? Yeah, I did, and this was like one of those rare occasions where you're disappointed that you didn't even get to be disappointed in the way you thought you were going to be. This isn't really an AI. Or it's like augmented reality rapper. I think he was um, the, he was styled around that sort of phrasing. And the company that is responsible for, like, who essentially owns FN is it FM FN FN Mecca. Yeah, Mecca. Well, that, is, it, is it Mecca? I think that it is. Probably Me- sounds better. Actually. I think it's. I think it's Mecca. Um, I heard someone say it in a video. Um, but yeah, like they're they're again just using something like Chat GPT to like download um, popular chords, popular lyrics, and things. And then they're actually is there not even human performance of yeah, the voice? So it's the component. yeah. I think everything from the the cadence to the look to the all the, the package as a theory is presented as the this AI generated rapper, but someone still has to actually rap for this artificial intelligence rapper. So it's obviously not him at this stage. Although that technology exists to kind of create a voice or mimic a voice or something like that. But uh, I believe somebody raps for FN Mecca. Yeah. The person doing the video that I was watching had said, this is most likely this person. So Kyle the Hooligan was the initial performer of these raps and then since then it has been unknown it's been not somebody that's been named i'm not sure which person i've listened to but my understanding was that the the whole thing was sort of put together the look and everything as well was from a chatbot equivalent thing like something researching what does a a rapper look and sound like based on a big sort of porridge of data getting offended by something that took all the data of what people like this so, rap. <laughs> like, this, this so is weird. the thing the after some uh, criticism of the excessive i lit this use, fire in the living room and the house burned down what ex- excessive use of a, a racial slur you know what i mean um was criticized and led to this ai rapper actually being dropped subsequently from uh, capital records 
as you say, it used the data. So there's no denying that. But I think it's so the I think it's the creators um, were white and Asian. There's an argument on both sides, but I think if you did this right, being both white men, um, and would you maybe then go? Do you know what? Mm, I think I'm, there'd be Luke's <laughs> in the studio. There would be the look across as if to be, is it okay or not? And I think that would be the the clincher. It would just be like, not really worth it, eh? Just let's just the raise the hard drive. <laughs> yeah, let's um, soft rock. Can we do a soft rock? <laughs> it's all just the same thing as well. <laughs> Excessive use of the N-word. That would be worrying, wouldn't it? It'd be like, oh, we deserve to perish. <laughs> oh, the human race. Is <laughs> yeah, oh no. But AI music is potentially not going away. Um, it's probably going to be a thing in the future. As Tim mentioned in the Brit, Brit Awards podcast, uh, was it um, David Guetta? had said in some interview that AI was the future of music. Is that right? Words to that effect. Yeah, I'm sure we're paraphrasing him, but um, he certainly seemed really keen <laughs> that there was less to do. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, uh, it is quite fascinating. There's, I mean, I, this is a bit of a crossover, but from a podcast I listened to recently, a lot of people are actually quite positive towards like like not having to do anything, like there's praising just using your voice or apparently... Um, certain stores now you can use a handprint to pay for things and stuff like that it's like oh wow we the signs are all there like being basically tracked and taken over but let's just let it happen and then see like it's just like we are with the climate change it's like let's just see see what happens at the end because nobody's gonna stop that sounds terrifying um i mean yeah i think the reaction a lot of people with all this is to delete as much of their pictures and accounts from the internet as they possibly can um so that i mean at the end of the day, it might not matter, but at least you... It's like having a running start, I guess, from a bear that's going to tear you apart. It'll tear other people apart first, but you'll you'll probably get there... You'll probably Just need to run them. <laughs> you'll probably get taken in the end, but at least you won't be one of the first. Unless it's like already thought, let's get them, because they're obviously a bit smarter. <laughs> the other ones aren't moving, but if I want to eat every one of them in that yeah. field, I have to get the fast ones first. There'll be an um, AI Furio at the door. Yeah, or the, it'll be like, yeah, I knew you would do that. I've profiled you. Yeah, <laughs> like, you, 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 there was like a good 20, 30 years of data before you started this, deleting yeah. your Google Pay account. Uh, it's uh, it's all in some um, yeah data store in Utah underground or something being aquifer cooled. Um, your entire life's there. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's horrible. The counter-argument to David Guetta, um, Nick Cave was presented with an AI approximation of his own music, um, and he described it as a grotesque mockery of what it is to be human. Does that mean he really liked it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, if you search YouTube or any kind of video channels, you'll find countless amateur musicians presenting AI songs written in the style of their favorite artists. And they kind of play the guitar or the piano or whatever, kind of um, performing for you what this AI um, program has put together based on the data. People will have to basically like film themselves um, making things in the future if it's going to be human art uh, premium. Because, you know, like the uh, AI generated things which are like, you know, you could say, do me a painting in the style of Picasso of a red house or something like that and it'll do it and sometimes it's like really really good um if it if only maybe just needs a, little, a couple of tweaks i'm like i'm sure the consumer versions that we have um you don't have the ability to say yeah could you just take out the weird stuff um but you can see how the potential's there to say like yeah keep all of that and then redo this section or whatever now if you could just have like something which was I think these things exist for mass producing paintings already, which is essentially just a big digital arm printer type production line thing. You know, it's like, what's the point? This is, uh, we already know there's a, these, this good style of art or whatever. You can just print off all these things as much as you want. Folk are going to have to come up with some form of authenticity to prove that um, it's real. That like they it, actually made the, the art in yeah. question, yeah. Yeah, because like I can imagine that this would even be able to be capable of something like as 
kind of unique as like brush strokes. Essentially, for most people, I think they would find it very hard to discern whether or not something was painted by like a robotic production line already, or whether it was done by human hand. I'm sure there's、uh, people that would probably be able to.、Um, people who can actually paint at a high level would probably notice things which are quite odd or something like that. You know, when they got up close. But I think for most people,、um, they they wouldn't know and、uh, probably wouldn't care. They might not care at this stage, but I don't know if we're all going to have the same attitude to this in in a while. It could be quite souring when,、um, well, people who've like taken on a mortgage, for instance, are suddenly no longer. Going to have a job because of、uh, this threat, which I think you know we're all starting to look at already and think, oh, is is my job actually going to exist in the future? Which is just you, you never thought, you know. Like I know this sort of thing happens in shipbuilding, and、um, you know there was certain careers, but this is a slightly different thing. We've moved、so、into a digital world. That was something that I guess affected a different. So in the class system, that affected a different class than the people who were in charge of those decisions. But if this is something could potentially affect people, every I, I, level, every level, every single level, and maybe yeah, this will this could be the yeah. The, the, you talk like a backlash to this and us just turning around and deciding. Do you know what? Forget. Yeah, well, I, like a real like forced resistance against it. Yes,、uh, because. I mean, sure. Like you know, if you've if you've studied, you've got into debt to study. You've then put your、um, life into getting the experience for the job. You've spent years doing that. Maybe working up, working up. You've basically committed to something like a mortgage. You possibly have a family or whatever. All of these things they're pretty heavy.、Um, if all of that rug gets pulled out away from underneath you, it's not a case of oh retrain. It's it, There's going to be a slight rush on retraining at that point, and it, an overabundance of people for whatever jobs you're allowed to do left. Yeah, working for David Guetta or whatever. Given that AI can replicate voices as well, how long until、uh, the Beatles release a new album? I'm surprised it hasn't already happened. Well, I think yeah, the technology is not quite well. Maybe again, maybe it's bubbling in the background, but um. Well, of all the things as well, it shows Oasis. There's people that chose Oasis for an AI album. But there is a a Beatles song, well, quote unquote Beatles、uh, song composed with the AI that was released about six, seven years ago called "Daddy's Car." I don't know if you've ever heard it. No, but I will be listening immediately. <laughs>、uh, do you want a? Do you want to take a quick break to listen to it and give comments on that? I mean, it's not a 2022 thing, but it is in related to the subject and maybe project to what it could sound like in the future. So we've just taken a quick break to listen to Daddy's Car、um, mm. from again not、uh, this year, but I think it's 2016 that came out. So that's obviously early stages. But what are your、you、thoughts tell. on that? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought it sounded a lot more like the Beach Boys than the Beatles. It sounded like every band that's ever copied the Beatles is what it sounds. It's even yeah, weirder. I, I was going to say there's multiples, multitude of songs like this since 1969 that have been released. I mean, maybe this is what J-、uh, Jamie Oliver was talking about, where it's just so simple to do the Beatles. You know, it's just get in there and bang it out. You know, that's there's no skill. Just sound like the Beatles, and AI thought they could. But I think it's one of these things with all the AI art and the AI photography and all the stuff. And there's just that maybe it'll get all the eyes right and things like that. But there's like whatever passion there is in the music. Does that make sense? You can tell that's that's how we'll, that's how we'll spot the fake Terminators in the future. It'll just be a soulless version of things like this because、uh, you'll maybe ask a, a a sweet and innocent question that won't be able to answer you. You know what is love? But I, yeah, no, I think it's a it's a serious thing to consider. I think the first thing will be that they'll source some. You've heard the song "Free as a Bird," haven't you? By the Beatles that was released in the nineties. That was the. Remain. There was a demo that John Lennon did, and the remaining Beatles sort of recorded their parts around it. Out there, there is obviously unfinished Beatles songs and melodies and things, and I imagine they will first take pieces of. I mean, I'm I'm using the Beatles as the example because it's you know the the big famous one. It's the one that people because they they ended their time together within the '60s, and there's always this you know what would have happened kind of element to it. There is unfinished melodies and songs and things, and I think they'll. Try and get AI to figure out what the rest of it would be. They can replicate the voices. They can replicate. You can replicate drum sounds, guitar sounds, all those kind of things,、um, and potentially put together an unreleased Beatles album based on existing things. And then it could potentially progress from there. And then 
you know, it goes to the next band, the next band, the Beach Boys, the Jimi Hendrix, um, the Smiths, whoever, choose anybody. Um, they could continue to release albums, and then as although, can I can I just say as well, this is like, I mean, AI or not, wasn't there like a bunch of uh, acapellas that uh, Tupac had recorded before he died? Or so Tupac's already it? made a live performance uh, <laughs> as a, a hologram since. I was going to bring death. that up earlier on. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say because. But what I mean is like, and there's been there's been songs released after his death where it was just there was no back and he didn't know what the finished thing, but just did some. Oh yeah, there's quite stuff. a few albums. But that that's what I'm saying. So that that's something that kind of you know, I mean, is that ethically right? And whether you have the rights or something, it's kind of posthumous and a bit sordid. But things like this, where it's like maybe an AI could find all like you're saying, like these little pieces of something that wasn't quite completed or put together. And I mean, is it just going to find stuff that should be buried at the bottom of the ocean? But it comes to the surface, is that it? It's like just going to be this kind of gold-sifting thing we don't want to kind of uh, shake things loose. I mean, it all depends on what the estate wants. Obviously, when people pass, uh, what happens? I mean, you've seen Albert Einstein has appeared in adverts. Uh, Bruce oh. Lee has appeared in adverts. Um, advertising that, a that, car, I believe. Peter Cushion and that stuff. I mean, that's where I, I would have drawn the line saying, that's enough, because then where do you draw the line? You could have um, Marlon Brando suddenly acting again in films just because it's like, well, we've got the likeness, we've got the voice AI, just put them in a film. It's like... Um, no, because that's not right. Where, like, as I say, where's the line in that? Because people have allowed a lot to happen, and now we're staying not just for like art and entertainment's sake, but is that kind of thing of like there is obvious signs, and even in like things like entertainment, which is about human expression and and ways to kind of communicate with each other, just being like, oh, I'll let the computer do it. It does it just as fine. It's like, okay, we it literally is Wally coming to actually happen. <laughs> that was the that was the big. I mean, idiocracy we talk about all the time for people getting stupid, but. Wally, we are just going to be, we're all going to be huge, fat hot dog people who just have a little screen in front of us and our bones basically disappear because we've no need for them. I'm also like a little bit worried about the prompts that you can give it and how detailed you make them and like how much of a better job it does. And then the iterative prompts and stuff, and then whether it starts to learn from the iterative prompts to, to suddenly become better and better because. If you give it quite good material, like if you were to say, here's all of like Stanley Kubrick's films from like Lolita onwards or whatever, and say, go and make another one. And it, it actually did. And it was like, whoa, that was deep. It would be really frustrating in so many ways, I think, that is if this started making not just like Kubrick films, but like films with the feel of like Spielberg at his best and stuff like that, just from very detailed prompts um it would kind of be really disappointing that humanity didn't get that back on its own accord it kind of managed to cheat its way back to having brilliant movies again um okay so well let's move on but i mean the beatles seem to be threading through my notes uh, here for whatever for whatever i loves the beatles speaking of the beatles um did you know that something called lad baby uh, surpassed the Beatles with the most consecutive, I'm not going to say Christmas number ones, because back in the Beatles days, they didn't really talk about things like that. Uh, but yeah, effectively, they beat the Beatles record with five, uh, apparently. That's it. That's the end there. Surely that's... Did you know this was happening? No. I had no idea. <laughs> Should we be grateful for that? I mean, do, I mean, is this a thing where like regular people who kind of grew up in, you know, 80s, 90s, um, and even in the 2000s, this wouldn't be in your peripheral because you wouldn't go ser- searching out, but all the modern people... That's what I'll call them. Would they, I mean, unless it's getting fed in their Instagram or Twitter or TikTok feeds, a lot of people don't watch enough actual news to figure out the world. But, I mean, things like this where, like, a, a significant creative force has been surpassed by what I'm assuming, just based on the name, is a huge steaming pile of what? Well, I'll let um, Jeff Goldman Jurassic Park uh, describe it, but you know what I mean? Like, I just think that's quite fascinating. And it's maybe my fault as one of those people who grew up in the time when there was still a bit of creativity that mattered. I let this happen by ignoring it. It's a bit like climate change and other things and AI. I should have done something. I should have like, you know, <laughs> Kelly, you Bu- <laughs> Kelly Bundy who tackled that, that guy to stop him breaking her father's record. Something like that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a reference for married with children. People will love that. Come on. But um, I just, I, that's what I'm saying. You kind of, it's in the aftermath, you're always just like, oh, what could I have done? But if it's not in your peripheral or even in your, your what's the, your front vision? <laughs> what, what's, what's, if you can't immediately see it, then how can you be blamed? If you, you can't know see the happening? forest for the trees here. Oh, Is that there's the so much wood. Is that too much of a simple I'm looking analogy? at so much wood and I'm barking up the wrong tree. And uh, <laughs> also twig, uh, something else, branches on the leaf's ground. Uh, I'm AI right now. My eyes are looking weird and bloody. 
Yeah, way too, way too late to uh, do anything is the most frustrating thing. It's it, the game's done. It was played like a fucking decade ago or something. Just trying to like figure out how to do normal things like every generation before us, like get a job, get, you know, a house or whatever, meet someone, just do get these sexy. things, get sexy. And uh, yeah, it was just like, yeah, while you guys are doing that, we're going to plan the end of the world over here and really enjoy it. Like, because you see these people at the very top of these companies, they're not strictly human. Like they, they are, there's bits where you're like, see, you shouldn't be thinking that. Like, you you know, you should be um, as scared as we are, but they're like, <laughs> it's going to be wonderful, you know? It's going to be a digital god, and you're, no, please no. Like, you know, but they, they don't have these thoughts. They're not worried about it whatsoever. In fact, they are, like, trying to hap- make it happen quicker. They've been busy while we've been sleeping. It's game over now. I mean, back to lad, baby, but sort of in the same. Um, <laughs> so oh, sorry. Same, so, but you, there's a thread. There's a thread that I'm going to uh, touch on very shortly. Um, so, lad, baby is a blogger, YouTuber with with a blog and YouTube channel. Um, but this, what this this song, uh, Food Aid, that lad, baby had put together was for. So these have all been for charity. These songs, these singles, that obviously in a streaming age is a slightly different kettle of fish than it would have been in the Beatles time it's a parody of Feed the World the Band-Aid thing and it's called Food Aid but the the line in it is Feed the UK instead of Feed the World so something's gone wrong there hasn't it so the the 20th and 30th anniversary iterations of these in I think 2004 and 2014 were Feed the World um, but in 2022 it's Feed the UK there was a change in custodianship Several point. changes in custodianship. <laughs> yeah, um, but a big one. When uh, remind me when was it that we went with we went Tory? Uh, it was Tory. It was two thousand ten. Oh, been, it was what been, a coincidence. Yes, what, okay. yeah, that's quite the coincidence, isn't it? So now we're feeding the UK. Anyway, gosh, this 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 review of the year, as I expected, is proving punishing. Um, Beatles again, Paul McCartney, <laughs> Glastonbury. Did you watch that? He was apparently the oldest headliner in Glastonbury history. It was quite good. It was just like seeing an old, just just an old act, like a like a good old days. I had no problem with it. it was a, there was energy. It felt like back in the day, it was kind of out of place and you know where it was. But um, no, it was uh, it was quite something. I think it's a bit like things like Top Gun Maverick and this performance is that people long for normality. And when it comes along, it's greeted with such praise and, and uh, everyone likes it because it's like, oh, th- literally what I'm looking at is all that it is. And in that simplicity, there's a comfort. It's like a f- hug from your mother. It's just like, you know, there's nothing going to go wrong. Nobody's suddenly going to st- stick a knife in your back. Sorry, son. Warm bath. So, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I think it was just uh, it was a shame I never saw it live. That's my only regret. Um, no, I was, uh, I was only going to agree. That was a nice way of putting it, truly. Um, Billie Eilish, uh, the same festival, became the youngest ever headliner. So that all happened in the same uh, festival of music. Bit of a contrast in musical styles there, obviously. Is there an irony in the fact that any day after that, she will no longer be that? Does that make sense? Whereas Paul McCartney can still get that honour if he keeps going back. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, she'll never be the youngest ever again because she's ageing. So yeah, that's the so. tragedy of uh, the passage of time, isn't it? That Billy Eilish will never again be the. Paul can look over at her and wink and go, Another returning giant of the music industry, Kate Bush. We did discuss this in a previous podcast, but became number one, uh, supplanting Harry Styles um, because in, of in that the, TV show. In the most patronizing way, it's like a kind of almost like us in the back, like we we're just talking about there before. Like in the background, stuff's been happening. I don't think Kate was aware of it, and probably he's like, oh, do you know your your song's on a show that's really popular? Almost ruining it, but that's the reason it's suddenly popular. And try to explain that to her. Is she in her 60s now? That's not, I'm not saying age has to do with it, but like, can you can you imagine, take a, take a businessman from 1985 and explain the internet to them. They'll be just as confused as I'm sure Kate Bush was that this weird supernatural 80s show has your song in it, and now that's the reason you've beat Harry Styles for number one. Um, very, very strange times. She's probably just glad she was able to turn on the third bar in her heater. 
Leave her out of this. I, w- I will. Let's. I redact that my previous statement. And I, I hate when you see modern people talking about Keybridge. Like, um, she was such a trendsetter. <laughs> so amazing things she did. It's like almost in a kind of mythical that she's already gone kind of way. It's like, uh, what's her face? He was. Is it Kathleen Kennedy? He was talking about George Lucas and talking about him like he was dead. What would George do if we were making these uh, sequels and blah blah? It's like rather than people looking at Kate Bush and saying, "Wow, what a, what a beautiful." creative fascinating person it's like she's almost like a kind of caricature in modern times because people are like i can't believe she was like this it's like no nah, you know sometimes people are a bit quirky and weird but never did you question that they actually exist whereas anytime i switch on the charts and when we did the brit awards that one time and it was like x plus yz is is one of the acts and they, you look at them and they just they look like a, a computer generated like wrestling game character and it's just like i long for the days of not, not just Kate Bush, I want to bring back Oliver Reed, just fu- when it was fun. I mean, alcoholism isn't fun, but do you know what I mean? Like, he was a personality and a character. I mean... Uh, he endeavoured to make it so. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't on basically hurling abuse constantly. He was always like a kind of... The, the, the intent was to be uh, rambunctious and entertaining, but misinterpreted sometimes because he was absolutely off his face uh, on alcohol. But Peter O'Toole was also a fun drunk as well, so there you go. <laughs> I agree on the, the Kate Bush stuff... Um... The, that video you shared as well was the field and the red dress. It's like an alternative uh, video to that song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Which, of course, was recreated in a TikTok video by hundreds of people, and it's like, okay, guys, just appreciate uh, it for what it is. You don't have to be in the video as well to appreciate it. You know that. That's what the modern thing is. Much like the actors, you know, tweeting and all that stuff to get themselves involved, rather than just sort of doing it silently in the background, doing some charity work trying to make sure that things get put right, you have to tell people you're putting it right. And that's the problem with nowadays. What an old guy I sound like, but hey. How, I, 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 I was going to say, how long do you think it's going to be before AI's got folk like us sitting around moaning about AI <laughs> and the general state of the world and we can't even do this? <laughs> uh, yeah, we suck. So Kate Bush, obviously in the top 40 for the UK worldwide, because um, that was a worldwide reaching show, but sent the list through of the top 40 we you had a chance to look at the top 40 songs of the year 2022 oh, yes um any favorites there don't i'll go through this. the top 10 shortly but um just any comments uh, don't me. you do this you try and put me on the spot and create the act you want me to be annoyed don't you i think that's it that's the kind of pleasure you got to bring seems me on to be the purpose here. of these reviews of the recent yeah. years anyway but. i try not to i'll be honest can i be honest i'll be like uh, i'm like oliver reed coming on i try not to drink and i try not to be making a show of myself but um, I can't help but sort of drink in the liqueur of irritation. So um, I can only apologize that nobody on this list, obviously apart from Kate Bush was on here briefly, did not make me want to sort of smash a window. So there you go, 2022. Take it away, host. All right, well, I'll just run through the top 10 then here, and you can tell me which are your, which are your jams. The top 10 of 2022. So at number 10, 17 going under by Sam Fender. At number 9, Afraid to Feel by LF System. At number 8, Where Are You Now? Lost Frequencies slash Callum Scott. Number 7, Heat Waves by Glass Animals. Number 6, Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. Number 5, Shivers by Ed Sheeran. Number 4, Go by Cat Burns. At number 3, Peru by Fireboy DML and Ed Sheeran is back. Number two, Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. And at number one, As It Was by Harry Styles. And that's your that's your top ten biggest songs of the year. That's how they've so that's not my wording. These are the biggest. So you've got your smallest songs of the year, but these are the biggest songs of the year. Hmm. Can I The medium sized songs, forget. We're not mentioning those, all right. Can I also say that that um, big, medium, or uh, small? Um... They like Ed Sheeran out there. That's for sure. So that bad habits, I, I believe we talked about. And was that not number one for last year for for the previous year, twenty twenty one? Can I can I also say there's a little theme going on here? And, and and follow with me, okay? Right. So Ed Sheeran, who is a he's got fiery ginger hair, but there's also Heat Waves, which is a song title. There's um, Cat Burns. There's Fireboy. And uh, lost frequencies. I'm not going to go with that. <laughs> this is only stretch. It's gone off so the rails. <laughs> but, but what I mean is, like, uh, you've you've said a bunch of words, and uh, all I can guess is that for some reason, Ed Sheeran was let into the party, and because he's kind of been able to hang around until it's time to clean up, P. 
people think he hosted it. Do you know what I mean? Again, I don't know how much I can get on board with this particular artist. I think some artists that have got enduring... This is, en- this is enduring popularity. There's no denying this person. I just don't. Personally, for my he's, taste. He's the music version of Boris Johnson for me. I can't explain why he's still in power or was still in power to a point where it's just it's ridiculous to even still see them on the news. And with Ed Sheeran, he's getting awards and he's guest star. He's writing for people. He's in Game of Thrones. I think if people watch that episode where he was, was he there for like a birthday present to one of the cast members and you watch that in 10 years time you'll go and you'll laugh you'll be like what is this i mean i watched um johnny mnemonic the other day and there was a, a cameo from Dolph lundgren which i didn't know about but at least that was funny but there's nothing funny about ed sheeran in armor in a fantasy show playing a guitar or a lute or whatever he was doing his modern day song do you know what i mean at least Dolph lundgren fit into johnny mnemonic yeah i think you know he's he's captured the mood of a generation, much in the same way, a like generation a fo- that said, "Are ready to make a transition to AI doing all our art." Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's like a yeah, in in like a like a photograph of uh, something <laughs> horrible, you know, like a you know a photograph of a tragedy. Um, he's captured the mood of a generation, and and I think that's what he's kind of hailed for. But it's like yeah, but it was a terrible moment in time, and he has kind of summed up like when I when I hear his music, it does give me the feeling of uneasiness about the world as a whole that I have when I'm not hearing it. So, um, yeah, good on him. He has actually really tapped into that. What's the word? Hopelessness. Yeah, there you go. Malaise. Malaise. Perfect. Bad yeah, habits. Even huh? better. Um, well, I'm, cheer- I'm cheering up. Hey. <laughs> Ed Sheeran tapping in. We're tapping out. That's all we're willing to oh, talk about God. for 2022. So the, these reviews that we do of the more recent year, they're just getting worse, aren't they? Um, are we going to take a vote? Maybe this isn't the right time to take this vote, but uh, should we do this equivalent podcast next year? Provided there is a next year. Uh, as I understand it, we're at 90 seconds to midnight on the Doomsday Clock. Oh, I've seen that too. There, there'd be a few things that were not 90 seconds to positive. midnight. <laughs> yeah. We've never been closer. Um, and I think that's largely down to them thinking, you know what would be good is doing the nuclear, th- is getting that AI thing on the nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> just in case we're not around like we're busy and we can't nuke so the world. this is the so. um if if artificial intelligence does a little review of our existence and then thinks do you know what it would be of the benefit to the world like the the earth if mm. humans were actually eliminated from the earth what's the best what's the most clean way to do that and ensure the survival of planet earth like if we say AI, please ensure the survival of planet Earth without specifying and include the human race. <laughs> it would just go, okay, I'll take care of this. It would have to throw up a bunch of errors, though. It would be like, no, that's you're you're giving me a, how do we put out this fire with more fire? It's like, yeah. <laughs> cleanse the Earth, but keep the human race. It would be like, well, no, you wouldn't cleanse the Earth without, you know, getting rid yeah. of that horrible... Your first invention was fire, you... Like, you know, it destruction has been from day one. Yeah, it was a video I watched and it was um, narrated by Stephen Fry for Double Down News and it showed the the new way that the nuclear thing would work and like how many missiles get launched and then when it happens. And it was just like, there was, at one point, it looked like there was a hundred nuclear bombs in the sky and after like five or something like i don't know it depends probably on the size and the type but it's like already done like it's over the sky is the mutually mutually assured destruction part of it isn't it yeah and they're just like more 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 and you're going what like it said that just a minute ago it just said that like one of these big ones would like basically make a winter for like a decade or something and it's like no, there's like a hundred of those on the street on the screen now. Yeah, and then they had like one where it was like the codes would have to be in like attached to the heart or something or inside someone who was a willing participant, and therefore the president would have to hack them open with a meat cleaver oh. <laughs> <laughs> in order to um, get the codes, which is like a moral conundrum, which I actually thought was what like it it was oh, that's brilliant. But it provided, like, Russia's done the same. They're not just like, oh, we keep ours in a briefcase. It's like, oh, f***. <laughs> <laughs> we, do we want to do this next, next year, 2023? What more could happen? 
We were quite happy when we started talking this evening. And <laughs> when we spoke about the year 2022, <laughs> utter misery, isn't it? The rooms actually get dark as well, which is even more yeah. hilarious. I'm sitting in darkness right now. <laughs> there was natural light when we started. Now there's the dim of the evening. 2023, let's do it next year. Well, with that, thank you for listening to us on the Blast from Cast From, and we hope to hear you next year, and we hope to hear you in the next episode, which will be much sooner than next year. Running up that hill. 